1: Hello and welcome to another edition of the Property Voice podcast. My name is Richard Brown and as always it's a pleasure to have you join me again on the show today. As you may have gathered it was Father's Day last Sunday and I'm sure many of us either gave or received best wishes, cards or if we're very lucky the odd gift as well. And congratulations to all those decent dads out there who are determined to set a good example and be great role, mo- role models for their children. In addition to my own giving and receiving of Father's Day wishes, uh, something caught my attention actually uh, from from a couple of kids no older than 10 years old, which does apply to our property investment business, I can assure you. So trust me on this one as we explore that idea a little more in today's show.
0: Okay, so let's get on with this week's featured topic with Property Chatter.
1: I'm just going to read this quote out it's uh, I'll tell you where it's from in a second um, it goes something like this or well, in fact it goes exactly like this every week I get one dollar for allowance then I get to choose the section where I put my dollar there are four sections spend save donate and invest if I put a dollar in the invest section my parents give me two extra pennies at the end of every month I've only used my spend section twice I have way over ten dollars in my invest section. I used to have more, but I took some money out and I put it in my donate se- uh, section. We used to put it to uh, buy food for people who don't have much money in their spend section. <laughs> and this was a couple of kids actually. Um, and if you if you want to see the source, uh, Stephen I Vice's children. Um, it's a post that was on Humans of New York. I don't know if you're familiar with that but humans in new york is uh, one of the one of the biggest pages on facebook actually and uh, is one of these sites where they profile people actually from new york as you might gather but it was posted on sat sunday the 19th of uh, of june which also happens to be father's day and the post has so far received uh, at the time i recorded this at least over 756,000 likes, 86,000 shares, and over 20,000 comments in just two days. And these are financial management principles which are are taught to a couple of kids that look under the age of 10 years old that many an adult would struggle with, I I guess. Just note those categories of money allocation again, or sections as the the kids call them. Invest, save, spend, donate. And there's so much to be admired in how these children are being shown how to manage their money from such a young age. And to illustrate that it can indeed work later in life, one subsequent poster added this comment. Back in 1939, when my dad was 10, his foster parents set him up with the same accounting system. He is now now 87, and he would tell you it was the smartest thing they could have done for him. And that was by a poster called Donna Rarick, if I got her name right. And the idea, of course, is simple. Allocate your money across the four main budget categories, or sections, or buckets, as I like to call them. Applying it uh, today, especially in a modern complex world of easy consumer debt, lease payments, and instant gratification, can of course be a little bit more challenging, however. But in our house, personally, we give our children an allowance every month, which is designed to cover the costs of their needs and wants, plus some saving as well. Then they get to decide how they will actually use the money themselves. So we give them that uh, responsibility, I suppose. And it's true to say that this approach has helped them to understand the value of money. And at times, <laughs> what it means when the money runs out before the month does. I'm still working on the investment approach. So perhaps we missed a trick there and should have really adopted Stephen and Vice's approach a little bit sooner than we did although the savings and donates aspects are pretty well ingrained with them now, I think. But if the four buckets illustration or four sections illustration from the above uh, Humans of New York story is uh, is child's play, let's take a look at some money management uh, from around 90 years ago, and money, money management tips from around 90 years ago, which is in fact timeless, at least in my opinion. And it's, it's based really on one of my favourite money management and wealth books, which is The Richest Man in Babylon, written by George S. Clayson. It also happens to be a very easy book to read, and it's written in a parable storytelling style of how a wealthy man became rich as his mentors, uh, sorry, as he mentors two hard-working and inquiring young men. And just to paraphrase a little bit of the, the book, here's a summary of some of the financial lessons from The Richest Man in Babylon. And the first one is to pay ourselves first, or as it's written in the book, uh, start thy purse to fattening. And uh, he goes on to talk about the 10% me tax, which is actually a savings plan. So the first 10% of what you earn put aside to savings. And uh, it's another principle, if you've read the book Rich Dad Poor Dad, he also talks about pay yourself first. goes on and elaborates a little bit more perhaps, but it's this whole idea of saving. So the very first thing you do with your money is set aside 10% of your earnings to save it. And then the, the second principle is to live below our means and uh, and control thy expenditures, as the book would put it. And uh, And indeed highlights needs versus wants, necessities or luxuries. Either way, we should not overspend and borrow to live. More about that later on. And um, and of course, I wanted to introduce here the idea of good debt and bad debt. Um, bad debt being consumer debt and, and borrowing for holidays and, and this sort of thing. Uh, and good debt being, um, you know, leveraging on, on an investment. Um, sensible leveraging, that is. So just wanted to highlight that particular point, but living within our means. The third principle is is to make our money work for us. Make thy gold multiply is the uh, phrase. So I have to have to check the uh, the way it's written here because obviously it's written in an old parable style. And this really is all about investing and investing in particular to grow the capital. So we talked about saving and sensible spending and now we're talking about investing. And The fourth principle is insurance protects our wealth. Guard thy treasures from loss and uh, this is always to this is to protect the downside the risk if you like of uh, of, of uh, losing you know what we've worked hard to accumulate if that's a fourth one the fifth one is our home can be our biggest expense make that make of thy dwelling a profitable investment Perhaps this is a little bit debatable or contentious and people have uh, looked at this in lots of different ways but I think if you look at the, the the financial results over a long period of time then owning your own home and paying it off over time is is probably a sensible thing to do. Um, the alternative to that is to use what I would call geo arbitrage to rent in a y- low yield rental area, but instead invest the equivalent capital in higher yielding areas instead. So it's the same sort of principle um, that you're putting your money to good work um, in in property, which you know I'm probably preaching to the converted here, I guess, into to some extent, not necessarily about owning the own home, but certainly about investing in property. And the sixth principle is to have a retirement plan. Uh, ensure a future income and this of course is all about having a pension so if uh, note this is actually separate from the savings and the investments that's three ways in which we're putting money away Um, it's probably sounding a little bit daunting if we don't have these um, financial mechanisms in place but we can train ourselves and I'll talk a little bit about that in a minute. Invest in ourselves is the final principle from the book The Richest Man in Babylon or increase thy ability to earn I love this one because it's all about uh, education, training, and uh, and gaining knowledge in order to stay current, or as Stephen Covey would say uh, in the Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, uh, sharpen the saw. And I love this one because it's not just about fi- you know pure financial investment and uh, and that kind of thing. It's to it's to make ourselves an investment through our education. So as a lifelong learner, I definitely uh, subscribe to that way of thinking. And it's not in the book, this particular one, but there's a bit of a bonus lesson, I suppose, um, which I wanted to add in, which is to track your wealth. Uh, or know where you are and where you're going. So that really con- constitutes two things. One is to have a household budget which measures income and expenses and the second is to have a net worth statement which measures assets and liabilities. And if you've looked at company accounts um, they have those two uh, minimum financial statements and I'm suggesting we have those as well. The third one that I haven't actually mentioned which is uh, kind of implicit li- li- really in the budget is, uh, is one of a cash flow statement so kind of m- m- merging those two together, the profit and loss account and cash flow statement in a budget. And there's many books I could mention on the subject of money management that have been very useful to me. Um, Obviously, there's The Richest Man in Babylon and Rich Dad, Poor Dad, as I've mentioned already. But in addition, I could mention The Automatic Millionaire, The Millionaire Next Door, and a little-known book uh, called Get Rich, Not Quick. And uh, there's some some very good reads that I could uh, call out on the subject. And in fact, if you do get the book "Get Rich Not Quick," which is written by Norb Jarnis, the uh, the author will send you his budget calculator free of charge if you if you drop him a line, and by all means mention the Property Voice if you do, <laughs> because uh, he's often sharing my posts on Twitter and Facebook himself. So it'd be nice to send a few uh, a few people his way, I'm sure. And if you if you want to listen to podcasts, you may have already discovered there's uh, the Meaningful Money podcast. Um, it's another great resource on personal finance that I can mention. And uh, if you, if you want to see a story of a young man's quest for financial freedom, then it's not a podcast, but it's a blog. Then make sure you check out the FiFighter dot um, com website, which is freed uh, sorry financial independence fighter. That's what it stands for. Um, so it's well worth having a look at that and see, just mapping out this uh, this young man's journey from his uh, I think mid twenties is when he actually started. So it's not always about us, us old fogies. <laughs> So you see, there's a there's a universal principle that goes something along these lines. You've probably heard it in many forms and uh, through various means. But before we can be entrusted with a great with great wealth, we must first master smaller sums of money. And there's lots of uh, principles you've probably heard along those lines. But um, you know, it, it's a universal principle. It's uh, it it holds true that we can't really look after you know substantial sums of money if we can't handle smaller sums of money. And, uh, of course, property investing does require the use of some sound financial management, um, you know, skills to ensure success. And if we were to apply the Humans of New York Kids principles to money management, that would be a great start. Remember the four buckets we talked about. But by copying the lessons from the richest man in Babylon or Rich Dad, Poor Dad, we're sure to see some financial success results. I'm, I'm pretty sure on that. And there's one resource that I've developed myself, which uh, which I've called The Number. And this is a calculator that allows us to determine how much money we will need to safely retire, or if you prefer to achieve financial independence, young. <laughs> so drop me a line, podcast at thepropertyvoice.net, if you'd like me to send a copy of that. I'm happy to do so. But if I'm really honest with you, it uh, it took me a long time to truly master my personal finances. Yep. Uh, when I was younger, especially after leaving university, I became quite burdened by debt, and uh, due to spending more, you know, than I earned at times, and it can be a rotten position to be in. I can tell you that. So uh, when your spend bucket is leaking due to the level of debt repayments that you need to make, so I do, I do, you know, I don't sit pretty here. I'm, you know, I've had it great all the time. I've had some tough times. And uh, I've really struggled with this whole area. But uh, these days, I'm happy to say that uh, I've now managed to set up automatic direct debits to transfer money into my, stocks, into my stocks and shares ISA each month. And before I touch anything else, that is, it's very satisfying to know that this is uh, this fund is accumulating slowly, but surely every month in the background as it goes along. And of course, I have a little play around with what stocks and shares I'm going to invest, with, invest in there as well. So have a bit of fun as well but obviously i've uh, i've got the properties and the income that they produce and the long term asset value that it's going to is going to yield but um i don't ignore the little things as well like insurance uh, which can catch us out if we're not too careful in fact i've just recently renewed my uh, block insurance uh, for my properties this year and um when i was talking to an alternative broker um his emphasis seemed to be about stripping back the level of cover that i had but you know um i've kind of I uh, trained myself, as opposed to, to have a good level of insurance cover, including malicious damage, accidental damage, even terrorism cover, which, uh, you know, I'm always laughed at when I mention terrorism cover, but uh, there's quite a lot of it around these days, as you know. So we just have to uh, protect the downside, as I mentioned earlier. So personal financial management, it's been, you know, something of a tough personal journey at times. But after getting a little bit more educated and probably more importantly, a lot more self-disciplined, it started to become a little bit more like child's play for me. (laughs) Eventually, eventually. (laughs) But I hope you don't take as long as I did and uh, to learn these financial and life lessons is all I can wish for you, I guess. So changing the subject uh, a little bit, I just wanted to talk about, um, you know, that I, something I haven't spoken about, certainly not on the podcast uh, over recent weeks, is uh, is the EU referendum. Um, don't worry, I'm not going to beat you up with my personal views, but uh, you will notice that I steered clear from the topic on the podcast. The main reason is that I found it extremely difficult to separate fact from propaganda misinformation and even downright lies it seems, on, on both sides I have to tell you. Um, so it's been a bit confusing uh, to know what to do, what to believe in and, uh, and obviously what steps to take. However I guess in the final days before the vote I believe that whilst I'm still not a hundred percent certain I am at least clear in the direction I'll be voting anyway. So uh, check out some of the posts I've made on Facebook, on my Facebook page, uh, the Property Voice Facebook page and indeed my Scoop It news feed. If you want to see some of the material that's got through my personal bullshit filter, filter is what I'm trying to say, got through my personal bullshit filter. If you're still a little bit unsure, and of course if there's still time, um, I, I, you know, tried to post uh, points on both sides of the discussion uh, over recent weeks, so it's not it's not a lopsided point of view. I've just tried to post things which I thought were quite helpful. But I do recall the words of uh, Evelyn Beatrice Hall, who famously said, "I disapprove of what you say, but I'll defend to the death your right to say it." And uh, I think we should remember this. And I do hope that this uh, this this sort of two-sided uh, argument, if you like, uh, which has been a little bit divisive, doesn't uh, you know doesn't doesn't uh, stretch the nation and divide the nation. I, I, I think respect the person, if not their views, certainly is my policy anyway however i'll perhaps leave you with this final thought on on that particular subject uh no matter what which way we vote uh, as a nation on the 23rd of june there will always be opportunities for the smart well-informed and agile property investor so look for the upside and the benefits whichever way it goes um you know so looking after our finances is still very relevant and if i might actually be more relevant depending on which way it goes and what the the outcome is from uh, from thursday but um you know there's a few tips in in whether it's the uh, the child's play four buckets uh, principle that i mentioned earlier or some of the some of the principles from the richest man of babylon It is about uh, having a grip on our financial affairs because uh, property investing, it's a very significant investment. There's lots of things that can happen along the way and there's lots of things that can catch us out if we're not careful. So uh, hopefully that's sort of woven the whole theme a little bit together in, in the show. But before I go, finally, I just wanted to, to mention, the uh, if you haven't done so already, we've got the Property Voice podcast feedback survey. Uh, links are in the show notes, or just ping me a quick email and uh, I'll send it back to you if you'd like to complete that. I'd love to hear what your views are on the show and how we can improve, or just keep it as it is if you like it. But uh, whichever way you vote, whether it's to stay inside uh, or leave the EU this week, I just want to say... Thanks very much for joining me on the show again today. And until next time on the Property Voice Podcast, it's charger.
0: Thank you for listening today. Now head over to thepropertyvoice.net for more inspirational content and get updates through our mailing list. Join us next time on the Property Voice Podcast. And if you enjoyed the show, please don't forget to rate us on iTunes.